Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another exciting Minecraft podcast episode. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm super excited on this steamy day in northern Vermont. We just had some uh, crazy, uh, like, super flooding all over New England and part of New York. Thankfully, our our little town... uh, did okay. We got some, everything's kind of high up and detours and stuff like that, but we're okay. Cause a lot of people in the Southern part of the state of New York are, have, uh, you know, you know, uh, water running right through the streets and everything like that. So anyway, so I forgot to introduce myself. Anyway, uh, my name is Kimberly Quinn and here and little Giovanni's next to me. Uh, and we are your host and hostess with the most and mostest. And today what I would like to talk about is trust it and send it. You know, and really what we're talking about, and I have to tell you before I even start this thing, is that send it. Uh, one of my new friends, um, he goes by Shred. He's actually a, uh, a professional snowboarder. He's since retired from that, but he was in the X Games, and he's just the coolest guy. And he, he uh, his nickname is Shred, so that's what I call him. But he... He is known in our mastermind group. Group, he's absolutely brilliant, and but he's such a dude. You know, he's like he's like a uh, like the sea turtles in Nemo. You know, and very very bright, very successful. Anyway, he send it is his. He he actually uses the phrase a lot, and he talks about you know the kind of the the uh, send it culture. And so I'm kind of inspired by by Shred today because sometimes we just got to launch. And in addition, in addition to my new friend Shred, uh, who I just saw him in Utah. God, he cracks me up. And I'll see him again out in California next in a month and a half. Uh, is I'm also inspired by Wayne Dyer, of course, because I I go on Jags, but he's one that I routinely go back to, and his not his his voice also I find so incredibly soothing. I think it's the lilt he has in his voice, but also he just oozes of wisdom of just spiritual and emotional wisdom that I think that's all I find that soothing soothing as well so we're going to talk about today is how the universe is really conspiring in our favor and a, a quick story with Wayne was talking about going to some radio station or something where he was supposed to have be a guest on it and it just been sold and when he got there I think it had turned into a gospel station or something which is very cool that wasn't the point of the whole that wasn't the downer. That was a nice thing. But the people who were there and already working were all losing their jobs. And so, and he said they were all, you know, mopey and nervous and afraid and all that is, makes sense. And and then Wayne says, congratulations. And they're like, what? Don't you see that we're all miserable? We just, this, we just lost our jobs. And, and he says, yes. And that's super hard now. Nobody's just, nobody's discounting the anxiety, the discomfort, you know, the overall, maybe fear, but he said within a small amount of time, a small amount of time, this will work out better for you. He kind of looked them in the eyes and said, this will work out better for you. It's a tough sell in this minute, but when you look back behind you, this is me talking now, when you look back behind you, the dots all do connect. We're not saying it's not a tough sell when you get hit like a ton of bricks with that, you know, you got the, you're on the chopping block at work, of course, especially if there are much, if any savings, of course, though it does, when we look backwards, it all came together. Even when we look at our worst times in our lives, 
even through, you know, that we walk through the mud because there's a say in the 12 step program, the only way out is through anyway. We realize that it did, it did work out. And so, so Wayne says, he's that he says to them, what, what you, you're here, maybe you're, you are, you are hearing it. It's just not front and center right now, but it's time to walk down another street. It is time to walk down another street. Yet, you know, even though we, we may be having this conversation on the back burner somewhere, uh, because that's at least that's how it starts with me. And I think that's how it starts with all of us. We kind of have that conversation in the back of our head. It kind of, it's just nudging, like I'm done with this. doesn't mean even you're miserable, but it's just not doing it for you anymore. It's stagnant. You know, it doesn't mean you don't like the people either, but it's just, there's no more growth. There's no more pizzazz. So we start to have this conversation with like that. What's, what's next? What is next? And so sometimes rather than, than listening to that, we dig our claws in just to, to resist and prevent change when, when there's something, you know, great, not even good, great as in better for us with our, you know, cause we're constantly evol- evolving, right? So the, where you are now, you know, suited the now time. And it was a good fit for this minute and whatever life minutes preceded this, though, you know, now, and we grew from that, even if there's some things were undesirable and adversarial, whatever, there was a reason we were there at that time. And now we're done with that. It's, it's, it's done now. So it's time to do something else, or maybe it's something else where you are, but a different role maybe an entirely different something else. Me, it may be an entirely different different something else that's somewhere else. But we, instead of digging in with our claws out of fear, because rarely, if ever, does anything good come out of fear. And I, you know, I often say the one exception is if, you know, you're, you're being, you know, chased by a grizzly bear or something. Well, then that's motivating to, ru- to move, right? Or, or God forbid, you know, you know, somebody's trying to write it a mug you or something. Well, then it's motivating to, you know, either club them over the head, run, or, or if you, if it's possible, call, use your cell phone. It may not be if you're being chased. Right. But that's the one way it's like that, that primal get out of the, get out of Dodge thing. But other than that, it's not, not really nothing or rarely, 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 let's say we don't want polarized words. Rarely it does anything come out of good out of fear other than that immediate knee jerk to get us out of danger. And then, you know, back to the Wayne story, when he walked into the radio station, set for this guest appearance, everybody around him had mopey faces. And again, understandably so nervous, scared, got to pay for, you know, houses and, and families and partners or even just you or whatever. And they're nervous. And he says, rather than, rather than getting all, you know, that, that getting all caught up in that, I'm paraphrasing, you know, all tight in the chest and all worried, you know, maybe in digging our claws and like, like we just said with fear why don't we say, you know, what is that next thing we want to be doing? What do we really want to do? Because we says to them, what do you really want to be doing? And one guy, I guess, spoke about um, wanting to write an opera or something. And, I, and Wayne said, he, he, he met up with him like a year and a half later. And he, he was, that's exactly what he was doing. And it's so true. And again, we're not saying you have to be miserable. Miserable is a pretty much a big red light. We're talking about green lights and red lights of synchronicity, right? So the green lights are pretty clear. Go this way. The red lights are pretty clear. Don't go this way. So if you're miserable and it's toxic, that that's a pretty, that's as red as red lights get. So I think when it gets wishy-washy, kind of like a, 
kind of like a yellow light in a way. It's not an exact metaphor because that kind of says caution. I guess we could work with that. Caution, if you continue to do this, you're going to be wildly unhappy. So maybe that's it. Um, but when, when it's in the middle and we're just, it's just, there's no more spark. That also counts because our life minutes are important on this day. And, and we're, and, and, and there is that something that all of us were meant to do. All of us were meant to do. And obviously as we evolve, you know, our authentic path evolves as well. And so it's important to listen always to that, to the inner voice, your inner guidance, you know, system for whatever the next move is, and then trust it so that you can send it. So what we're talking about here is trusting the process, right? Trusting the universe, God, if if that's what you say, it's definitely God for me, source with a, a capital S, higher power, you know, creator of all things, whatever, 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 that, that, you know, to trust that process, that universal process. So if it's, uh, maybe you've wanted to always write a play or a novel or a children's book. You want to start the business of your dreams. You want to open a bed and breakfast, whatever it is. You want to really, really listen, contemplate, take it in. You know, and I and I mean mindfully taking it in. She's like, oh, she's talking about the future. What about the mindfulness being the present stuff? It is being in the present when you invite it. When you invite it on, with intention, you are mindfully moving yourself to this place of receiving and allowing for what your next move is. And I think sadly, you know, some people, I think actually it seems that way. If you just at a fabulous 58, I've just heard a lot of conversations, obviously. Uh, I think some people actually believe that the universe is somehow conspiring against them which is so super ridiculous. Like it can, and the reason it can feel that way, well, the only, the only way it can feel that way, actually, since thoughts come first and feelings second and actions and behavior last, is if they're allowing these negative, you know, negative thoughts, at, which turn into these limiting beliefs, that's the only way that can happen. And, you know, yes, the universe always responds to us. I don't use polarized words very often. The universe always responds to us to every single thought we have and every single thought we have expands, which is why is this, it is so incredibly important of utmost importance to cherry pick the thoughts we like to stay. Um, now, and the universe, God, source, higher power, whatever wants what's best for us. And here's the thing: Wayne talks about this. And again, if anybody is listening who knows me really well, yes, I am saying the word inf- or the words uh, infinite patience. Uh, Wayne, Wayne says that we, Dr. Wayne Dyer says that we must have infinite patience and trust. And, uh, I am super trusting, but patience as as I've mentioned to some of you before, the good Lord put a lot of things in my gift bag. That's not one of them. I've got some very solid values. I'm very loyal, very honest, very loving and kind and thoughtful. Patience is not in there. So I'm a constant work in progress with that. Never mind infinite patience. But really, um, I need to keep working in that. We all need to keep working at that because we've got to have infinite patience and trust. Now, the trust part I do have, thankfully, is the patience part I got to work on. Because when we can have both, this infinite trust and patience in the universe, or sorry, infinite patience and trust in the universe, um, the immediate result, the immediate result is inner peace. Just let it go. When they say it in the in the twelve step programs, again, changes to whatever your words are, but the slogan in the twelve step programs is "Let go and let God." 
Okay, so when we when we do let go and let God or let go and allow the universe, if that's more comfortable, to handle the details, the, something called synchronicity begins to show itself. Synchronicity is always there, but it'll reveal itself um, or it's more... It's that we're bad. What do I want to say? It's that it's we're more able to see it. It's always there, right? We're more able to see it. My friend Tom, I talk about my friend Dr. Tom Myers, uh, who incidentally uh, just just launched his synchronicity business. He helps people get, and I really didn't plan to plug that, but he's a good friend, so I'm going to plug it. He's uh, you can just look him up under Dr. Tom Myers synchronicity. He helps people. He helps people see the 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 green and red lights. So if, they, if they're feeling stuck in their job or relationship or whatever like that. Okay, so anyway, synchronicity will begin to show itself, which means quick shifts in our destiny, which just, um, which happens without any effort. And it points us towards our next move. So synchronicity is super cool. And I have had this happen so much in my life. I, of course, I'm, I, I'm perpetually working at main, staying in alignment because that's important. That that is the only way it happens by staying connected to, you know, source energy to, you know, the, the higher power source energy is the only way synchronicity is going to happen when we're more connected, you know, spiritually than we are to the material world is when the green lights start to show up. And what's really hysterical, and I'm not the only one who said this. I was talking with another friend of ours who knows Tom. I was like, I just met Tom it was the weirdest thing. You know, I was, we met for lunch or something and like, I swear, lightning strike me. I was behind a car that had a bumper sticker that, of exactly the thing we just talked about. And there were like three other things, like right after I saw him. And she goes, oh, please. Every time I meet him, every time I have lunch with him or meet up with him, the same thing happens. It's just so crazy. So it's, I feel like his synchronicity is rubbing off, but it's wild because the more, when we are in allow mode, in receiving mode, actively open to the universe and just saying, here you go. Just let, show me, show me, you know, show me the next move. Show me what you want, what you want to do. Let me just tell you, it's a faucet you can't shut off because it just like, it just happens all over the place. People that are closest to you, you know, just start saying, and they don't even know they're doing it. It's just stuff you need to hear in the grocery store, the bumper sticker thing. It's just wild stuff just starts showing up. So this again, only happens when we have it only happens when we have a strong inner life more connected to spiritually than to the material world. That's the only way it happens. And then what's amazing is that synchronicity um, changes our perception, which is wild. So that something that once seemed so difficult, so hard, you know, like Mount Everest, you know, next to impossible now seems easy, often even effortless. And also, I made myself a, a note here because in addition to my, my friend, Dr. Tom Myers, he did his entire dissertation on synchronicity. I remember bumping into him on campus at Champlain years ago, and he was this long, long time ago because he was writing it then. I'm thinking to myself, how does anybody write a, to a dissertation on synchronicity? Because how do you prove it? But he did, and now he's turning it into an online course and everything else because he's got so many stories qualitative stories of people that are so incredibly, incredibly, incredibly cool. Oh, here's my other resource. And it's not related to synchronicity as much. It's related to the effortless thing. So Greg McCowan, 
I've talked about him a bunch with essentialism. His book right after essentialism, and it rolls right in, is effortless. So it's basically how to start stop killing yourself. Stop efforting. And though he doesn't get as, as into the synchronicity thing, he does a little bit. Um, but how how to how to make how to make how to shift into your next move and 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 do do let do it do less but better. And that probably makes no sense to you read his book. To actually do less efforting and have and produce better results. He's amazing. I'm a huge fan. And so I think I feel like Wayne was talking about this too. So I'm just gonna include him here because I would never want to I would never want to want to take definitely not take or even borrow someone else's thought without giving the appropriate credit for absolutely sure. So let's just say we're sharing it. So believing that something is difficult, too difficult to take on is really, this is Wayne was talking about this, nothing more than a habit of believing a particular thought is true. Listen to this though, without, without any evidence of this. So it's kind of like believing Let's say he's doing a startup or, or, or Wayne was, I think, talking about when he was trying to get his books published. People, so many people are telling him, oh, it's so difficult. You can't get in. You can't break into the world with that. They, you'll never find a literary agent. Rah, 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 rah. And, and then, you know, his book, Erroneous Zones, is on the New York Times bestseller list for like ever. But anyway, so let's say you have all this, all this information coming in. What does he call those? They're excuse memes or something like that. Just, ex- just excuse memes, you know, like visuals you, that people tell you, you get them in your head. And think about this. Think of the logic. Because I don't think, we often think we're so logical as people. I don't think we always are, especially when it comes to ourselves and and our next move and this kind of topic we're talking about. Because think about how absolutely ridiculous it is to adopt the uh, to adopt an excuse meme for whatever it is that's going to be you know, it's too hard, it's too challenging, it's Mount Everest, it's next to impossible. Why would anyone adopt that, believe that, or like my young adults say, subscribe to that? Why would they without without 100% evidence, not even some evidence? Confirmation bias will give us a little bit because we, we seek to find things that we already believe. So that will provide some, but 100%, why would anyone, anyone buy into it that you couldn't write that play? or that novel, that children's book, or do that startup business, or, you know, open a bed and breakfast or something. Why? It's so crazy. So we have the power to shift out of this habit and flip the script. And the thing is, in case you don't know, my um, my, my uh, consistent listeners know that I talk about the habit thing a lot. So after about t- 21 days, it, a habit will can shift and stick. That's average, obviously, because, you know, starting a habit of of eating a fruit in the morning is not the same as quitting smoking. So they say average 21 days a habit will shift and stick because habits are not made or broken. We have to shift. And so in order to flip the script out of this limiting belief, we have to to first become aware of it and then decide, the word is decide, as in consciously, that we're done with it. And then... um, and then, you know, said next move will be easy. So basically these excuse memes, I, I'm pretty sure that's what Wayne was calling them, are basically just think of them as like ready-made excuses. Just add water. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, trying to make a, a, a noodle bowl or something. You add the quarter cup of water, put it in the microwave, there's your excuse. 
So even if it's not, if whatever your next move, it doesn't appear to be as easy as you'd like, swapping out these thoughts can assist you immensely in making the shift. Okay. So you don't have to go with, oh, it's going to be hundred percent effortless right out of the gate, which it could be actually, let's say, but it's not going to be, or, and it's not going to be Mount Everest. Who the heck said it was going to be? It's so crazy. The thing is to, to remember the small steps thing. We've talked about this, the people, and this is an essentialist thing, the non-essentialists, which we do not want to strive to be tend to do next said next move is like reach for the stars and do this gigantic leap. Not that that can't happen. It can happen. However, much more likely and less frustrating is to, is to do a series of small steps toward said next move and celebrate the breadcrumbs along the way, because the universe responds very, very well, very rapidly with abundance when we are grateful. So the more grateful we are, the more abundance lands in our laps. It's just how it works. So then, um, so this will be easy. This will be easy and is far more inviting than when we have this perception where it's in the end all the dialogue that follows the perception of, oh, it's going to be so hard. It's going to be so difficult. My family, this, my partner, that, and who, hopefully your partner is, not, is supporting you. But let's say whoever's saying whatever, maybe this will even be impossible. Wah, 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 wah. Kind of like Charles Schultz's uh, Peanuts uh, cartoon and comic strip when that when that adult, wah, 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 right? Just dismiss those people. This, logically speaking, unless there's 100% evidence, you've got a chance, right? So roll with that. So if you believe that your next move is going to be difficult, uh, Wayne Dyer says this, I already said that, unless 100% backed by facts, why would you even consider believing this and allowing it to guide your decision-making? So that's mostly him with a splash of me. Because allowing it to guide your decision-making is me. Because decisions, we make decisions all day, actively and passively. And it's far more, it's much more in our best interest to make them actively, right? That means we are consciously, you know, uh, observing. That's huge. Like Sherlock Holmes, or observing or gathering the facts. And then we can make the best decision versus passively, which is kind of flying by your ass and throwing caution to the wind. And that doesn't usually... It can work out all right, uh, but mostly it doesn't um, because when we're, when, when we're in the driver's seat, obviously we have a better, you know, chance to, you know, it's a much better idea as far as steering us down the right road when we're the one driving. Just makes logical sense. So, so have trust, you know, so basically what we're saying is to have trust that the universe will provide experiences that match your desires. Wayne and I are both saying that. So providing experiences too that match your desires, focus on staying connected to your, you know, your inner guidance system, source energy, because that's what we mean. That's what it means to be in alignment, right? Is to be spiritually connected, tapped in, tuned in, turned on, as Abraham Hicks would say. Okay, so again, well, this is a great way to wind up here. So we're talking about, you know, doing the best we can to to remain in alignment. That is so important. So that means to be tapped in, tuned in, turned on, like Abraham Hicks would say. And really, you know, uh, nurturing a strong inner life that's, you know, connected spiritually more than to the material world, right? To really be listening, listening and watching for those green lights and listening to that conversation about your next move too. To put your heartfelt desires, you know, right out there because the universe really will respond 
Again, lots of gratitude for all the small, all the breadcrumbs and everything. And just be paying attention. Attention and intention pretty much sum up life, quite honestly. Okay, so let go and let your life unfold. That's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the very scorchy, steamy, lovely northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.